0: What is up all of my beautiful freaking people? Welcome back to another episode of FML Talk. I am so fucking ready for today's episode because my man is coming back on FML Talk. We are going to talk all things what it takes to have a healthy and strong relationship, which I have worked my damn ass off to find myself in. So sit back, grab a drink, and welcome to FML Talk. Oh my God. Wait, how old was the other girl? 19, can you believe that? Hey, this is Gabrielle Stone. Good book? I not chapter 6. He did what? 48 hours? What a dick. Yeah, but have you seen all the photos on her Instagram? And this is FML Talk. Oh no, she didn't. I'm so excited, guys. Um, everyone has asked me to have Tay reappear on the show for a full-length episode He did an episode with me back in season one. He then did a whole season of the mini bonus episodes called Tea Time with Tay, which if you haven't heard, they are fucking awesome. And that's season two of the mini bonus episodes on our Patreon subscription. And especially now that people have read The Ridiculous Misadventures of a Single Girl and know him as Tyler and fell in love with him just as I did, uh, everyone was ready to see him come back on for a full episode. So let's just get right the fuck into it, shall we? Here we go. Mr. Unicorn, a.k.a. Tyler, a.k.a. Tamor. That's me. Welcome back to FML Talk.
1: Thank you. It's so good to be here.
0: I'm so happy you're here um, because now so many of my readers and listeners have fallen in love with you the way that I've fallen in love with you. Mm. And um, it's been really cool to see people normally when they read one of my books, they just hear me in their head narrating. Right, Right. But now after listening to you on the podcast and seeing you on my social media and stuff, they read and hear and see you as the <laughs> character, which is fucking fun.
1: Yeah. Well, the face of first, and then the voice too. It is It is fun. And your book release party was so instrumental in that for me. Mm-hmm. It was such a big night because people were literally coming up to me going like, oh my God, you're him. And I, I wasn't really prepared for that aspect of it.
0: Yeah, I think that after people connected with me in the first book, seeing what I went through and a lot of the trauma they really championed for me. And you were a big, big part in book two of keeping me safe and taking care of me. Um, So I think that they inherently learned to love you in that sense as well.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, Well, it's reciprocated because they have been championing for you, from book one. So I feel much gratitude towards them as well.
0: Oh, we're just in a big fucking FML or love fest (laughs) over here guys. Um,
1: that's what it's all about.
0: I love it. I really do. And I also think that seeing everybody at the book party, it was really awesome to see the way that they looked at you, Mm -hmm. you know, um, it just it just warmed my heart
1: <laughs> it really did me too i mean i had i got into such great conversations individually with a bunch of them and you know it was great to see their recognition that you know first of all meeting you was a big factor big thing for them so i think they were on cloud 9 and for to see that to see you Receive the acknowledgement that I have always known was coming your way um, is is really a treat, and to see you changing people's lives.
0: Oh, thanks, baby. Um, did you have any fear around the book coming out?
1: <laughs> uh oh, That's a big one. Um, <clears throat> no, no. I was I was prepared, but I think we. It, it would behoove the audience to let them know <laughs> that. Uh, do you remember well before book one, right? Or not? Not the timing of book one, but when we started going going out, I was like, I don't want to be a character in your book. Yeah, I, I point blank said that, and
0: sorry, <laughs>
1: <laughs> apology accepted. <laughs> um, but the weird thing is, is that. <clears throat> not only did I say, I don't want to be a character in in your book. I also said, I also questioned your motives for one second Mm -hmm. when I was like, are you not going back and orchestrating a story? Thank you. I
0: wish it would have been so much easier. (laughs) (laughs) Right.
1: Um, but then I obviously knew that's totally ridiculous, but I did end it with, I don't want to be a character in your book. And sure enough, two years later, here we are. Right. Um, Not only a character in your book, but, like, a main player in your life. The character in the book. Yeah, pretty stoked, I gotta Um, tell you. Were (laughs)
0: were you prepared for... Because I've I've wrestled with this. The pop quiz? No. No, no, but we'll get to that. (laughs) Um, Were you prepared for how people now view you and view our relationship? Because... I get so many DMs about like, will I ever find my Tyler? Will I ever find my unicorn? I'm holding out for that kind of love. There's people in the Facebook group that are like, this happened between my boyfriend and I, and I thought, what would Tyler do? He would never do this. So Mm. I feel like now that people have read our journey and you know see our love in our relationship, it's held at this standard. And now I'm like, kind of nervous to ever yeah, step of and course it's like
1: puts the pressure on
0: obviously we're not fucking perfect
1: no i, think- I
0: mean hi i'm gabrielle stone have you met me
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh i can attest you are not perfect <laughs> Rude. <laughs> <laughs> and i'm hardly close to even you know i'm like i'm i'm in the i'm the mediocre <laughs> the <laughs> mediocre level um Yes, of course, that puts pressure on us as a couple because we're a little bit in a public eye, but not like a celebrity public eye. You know, you have your fans and at least it's all positive what we're doing or what you're doing. And the image that we're putting out there is a positive image and authentic and and totally true. Um, Let's get into the truth of that. Yeah. We're not perfect. Yeah. At all. And we we individually, I'll speak for myself, I struggle with my own personality and my own um, ambitions and all of that stuff. And I go to therapy individually and we go as a couple. I think the, the best thing that I could say is that if you go into any relationship knowing that there's going to be struggles then you then then approach it that way like go okay so this is an uphill battle let's let's do the battle together communicate um yeah back to your question there there's pressure but i think we're doing great and i also think that we you let your fans know that you're not perfect right and you do struggle and right, what we're doing right now, talking about therapy yeah. and, like, we do all those things. And
0: I think it's so important on social media, especially when it's such a toxic place, um, the internet, the ethers of the internet, um, to really put out there, you know, when shit's not okay. Like, hey, this is, like, a great pretty picture of myself, but I'm actually fucking struggling. I think yeah. that's very, very important for people the general population's mental health to for people to be honest about that and open about that
1: yeah i agree that and that gets into a whole nother subject of social media and its influence on society as a whole Mm -hmm. and individually it really because you know then you start getting in into uh well, because everybody has access to it, right? So, and then has
0: an opinion on yeah,
1: it. So yeah. So it's it's really social media is really changing the our our
0: livelihoods,
1: livelihoods, and human existence yeah. completely.
0: Yeah, In like uh, a lot not necessarily a positive. Way.
1: Well, there's there's obviously the both pros the, and cons. the yeah the pros yeah. and cons of that. You know.
0: Um. So. <clears throat>
1: but boy, oh boy, it is going that direction. Yeah. So we might as well try to. Not manipulate it, but but try to control it enough so it's not just, you know. There's got to be some. Well, I don't want to say censorship, but you know, TikTok is like my nine-year-old is watching crazy shit, right? You know, and that's scary.
0: Yeah, Um, agreed. So, without (laughs) going into the details of what took place, because I don't think that's necessary. You and I took a trip to Hawaii.
1: Yeah.
0: And oh. a lot of it was really amazing. And there were a couple things, not necessarily in our, just our relationship, just like it, that went down in general mm-hmm. that needed to be addressed. Right. Um, And on that trip, I remember feeling really sad at one time when we were trying to work through this. And... I'm sounding so ominous about it. It was nothing that was, like, catastrophic or bad before everybody, like, starts panicking. But I remember getting DMs from people reading the book saying, like, oh, my God, you know, I can't wait until I find my unicorn. I can't wait until I'm in a love like this. Like, right. I'm just, like, and, like, you know, talking about this fairy tale relationship. Right, while
1: we're struggling on and the I balcony. And like,
0: fuck, dude. And it it really checked me in a way where I was like everybody needs to know that yes I this is the best relationship I've ever been in yes this is the most healthy relationship I've ever been in yes you are I don't think I I could scour the earth and I don't think I would find a man on your level that Mm. matches with me the way that you do right that does not mean we are perfect and that does not mean that we don't put in work to be and maintain that.
1: Yeah. And 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 I appreciate those moments mm-hmm. because that only is a reflection that you're human and that you're experiencing life.
0: Yeah. Summer is here and life is not slowing down for us anytime soon. One of the things we have continuously relied on making our lives so much easier is Factor Meals. No prep, no mess.
1: If anybody is thinking, I just want peaches and cream and it's just green pastures the whole way through, it's just, it's not real.
0: No, that relationship is with your vibrator. It doesn't exist with another human being. Exactly. It's it's an
1: individual thing, (laughs) you know? Like, the second you bring another human being into the mix, there's gonna be all of that.
0: Yeah. So, I would like for everyone listening... Because I, I think it's really important to show them how we rectified that situation what yeah. you did on yeah. your own without me asking when we came back from that trip
1: right well I mean I I should I should start by saying that I was going through personal existential crises uh you know that was kind of unrelated to you which I have talked to you about. And that was kind of the cloud over the whole thing and the experience we had with um, our travel partners and you know, all of it. So I, I, I have to preface that with like, look, I was going through something. Um, you know, how I dealt, how I personally dealt with it, and it was on that balcony when it wasn't really, going smoothly Mm -hmm. was look i'm going through something in my head i'm saying this i'm going through something i need to figure this out so from that moment on and it wasn't something you had said it was a realization in me and then we got done with the trip and i immediately saw my therapist we saw our therapist together i somewhat made amends a with the travel partners to, you know, be because I'm not that person where it's, you know, I, but we all have moments.
0: Yeah. We all had moments on that trip specifically. Yeah. I think that's any like, relationships and family dynamic, like that's always going to come at some point. It's just about how you address them.
1: Well, here's how you address them. You, you, you enter the situation or you exit the situation when you have time to sit down and process what has happened and said, what's my accountability? What, what am I, if I removed myself from that equation, would that still have, have happened? Mm -hmm. And if it, if you say, yes, it it wouldn't have happened if I wasn't there, well, then you have to take accountability for it. And I thank you very much. As you have said to me before, I do take accountability when I know that I could have made a difference.
0: Yeah. I I remember when, we came back from the trip and you had done your session with our therapist. I had done, we had done our dual one and I remember we were like driving in the car a couple of days later and I looked at you and I was like, I just want to say how proud I am of you because you really take accountability and are so good in therapy sessions. Mm-hmm. Like I've, I've been in therapy all my life. I've gone to therapy with boyfriends. I've gone right. with my ex-husband um, and it's not always like that. It's not always calm and clearly you know the the way you can clearly dictate your feelings and how taking responsibility
1: well, you, you I take I,
0: responsibility for the things that yeah. fall on you, mm-hmm. um which allows your partner, me, to do the same on my end because I feel safe to then like take responsibility for the shit that's on my side of the street.
1: Right. Right. And I mean, look, you always want to keep your side of the street clean. And when you know, it's has, you're not, and you don't take responsibility or own up to it. Everybody else knows. So you're the one that looks like the idiot. So, you know, it's doesn't matter about experience or age, but like, I've gotten to a point where I'm like, why lie? Right. Why, who am I, who am I hiding from? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, to to get back to the, uh, the taking responsibility and especially in therapy, I think, look, it's 2021. I'm a man. I don't live by the standards or the rules. I hate that word. Um, of the 50s where my parents were growing up in And, you know, like, I don't, I can speak my feelings and I can like stand up and say, that's how I feel. And I should be able to do that. I shouldn't sweep it under the rug. There's no like, you know, I can be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. That's a big one. You know, men aren't supposed to be vulnerable. Don't talk about your feelings. Don't show your emotions. Don't cry. My dad was like that for, for the first, until my mom passed away. And then I went up to him one time and I'm like, I was leaving the house. And I'm like, I love you, dad. And he's like, okay, bye. And I stopped and I'm like, no, no, I love you. And he's like, we don't have to say I love you every time. And I'm like, yes, we do. Mm. Um, and I don't hold that against him. It's just, that's how he was. Well, it's
0: generational, <laughs> right. it's Persian, it's, it's all the things. yeah. <laughs>
1: so I think that like, <clears throat> we have to get rid of that. Like, yeah, I I don't, I'm. Dare I say, I'm woke. I, I'm like, you know, I, I get it. I get this is I'm I'm in touch with my feelings and I, I'm i not as afraid to share them. Yeah. And, you know, people in relationships who don't communicate well or who don't or who think therapy is like, oh, you're a week if you right. go to therapy. It's like, dude, wake up.
0: That's actually a non-negotiable for me. I don't think I would ever <clears throat> be able to be in a relationship with someone who would not put therapy on the table as an option. Do you know
1: how many fucking guys don't? I, I know. It's it, it, it's epic.
0: And and women. It's not a man- No, I know. You're right. It's thing. totally there, not. It's, it's, a, it's a stigma that people think it's shameful or that means you're broken or that means you need help, which is fucking bullshit.
1: Or that means your relationship sucks. Right. Like, which is like, dude, every relationship sucks at one point.
0: But honestly, half the time that you and I have done therapy sessions, we're like holding hands and it- makes things better once we finish it's not always when something implodes right i think you go and you do check-ins and you like make sure everybody's like on the same page and like it's like going to the gym yeah it's like you work out your body to keep it in line why would you not work out your mental health in the same way to keep it in line
1: exactly and i mean especially individually yes 100 percent. but like especially in couples yeah when when the communication sometimes lacks like that's it's a third party that's not invested in either one of you but you as a couple as a whole
0: were you ever in a place where you didn't feel open to therapy
1: uh like like well yeah
0: i know that you've had moments in certain relationships where you've been like i don't want to do this but i mean were you ever like anti-therapy
1: no no i grew up uh well, I grew up like kind of wanting to be an actor immediately. I mean, to me, being a good acting coach is being a good therapist because right. you have to take each actor individually. Fucking hey. um, A. <clears throat> my aunt, Mama Goose, who is, you know, my pride and joy, Yeah. She, she's a therapist. Mm-hmm. And like, so I have grown up seeing that my mother was always compassionate to humans, to me. Um, no, I, I, I've always been open to it. But I never did it. I, I never uh, did it until, God, isn't that crazy? My mom passed away when I was 13. Yeah. And I did, never did therapy until I was well out of college.
0: Yeah, I know. That's insane.
1: It, as a matter of fact, well out of San Francisco, like in LA. Right. Was like the first one.
0: mid to late 20s yeah yeah
1: yeah and I mean, probably I could have used one
0: <laughs> yeah you know? I mean, I think any any child, but any human that goes through a a trauma or a tragedy or a grief mm-hmm. like that needs some type of outlet, yeah and some way to communicate and talk about it to like rectify it in their brain,
1: yeah, and it's so I don't know why i I think the taboo of it. Mm-hmm is starting to leave right. as we grow older and new generations come in. I mean, it's obvious. Yeah. Um, and I think eventually it'll be not so, like,
0: weird. Yeah. God, I hope so. And
1: totally accepted.
0: What do you think it is in our relationship that allows us to communicate so well?
1: Respect. First and foremost, I yeah. think we discussed this a little bit before. But look, you have to respect somebody wholeheartedly. It's another human being; they're having an experience too. You know, it's not just your show, and everybody's living in it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat>
0: Except right now, when you're on. Well, my I'm show on your show. And you're living in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Um, I think respect and uh, love and honor, yeah. all those all those fun words that you're like, how I feel about you. And I mean, you know, you gotta you gotta. And there were there's times where you and I don't communicate all perfectly, although those are tools we're sharpening too. Yeah. And as I think the last couple times have been pretty gotten right through the moment. Yeah. You know, it's weird because communication is with you and I is interesting because you and I do a lot of the same things and we have a lot of the same triggers Mm -hmm. and we both, and I'll speak for myself. When you do something that you tell me not to do, it triggers me even though it's not. And I look back on our things and I'm like, I didn't there's, it's not really the same. So like, I'm, I'm giving you credit. I'm like, I don't know why I get mad at that. Um, but something recently I've learned is to zoom out mm-hmm. and just not take everything for face value.
0: Why don't you go into that a little more? Because I know specifically what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And I think it's I think we're okay to say that it's like the the relationship dynamic that you're using this specific tool for. But can you talk a little bit about the tool that our therapist gave you and the relationship that it's for and how that has helped.
1: Yeah. So I think that, uh, you know, we all have different quirks. Uh, and one of mine is, uh, along with, you know, I'm very compassionate and gentle. Well, I, there's a flip side to that and uh, he's a little louder and he's a little like bigger and a little scarier um and it's not i'm not trying to impose fear but i think that um
0: you're just a big fucking dude yeah
1: yeah and i have a loud voice and you know my ex-wife and my daughter and i have a dynamic where it gets a little interesting and sometimes I, and I'm, I'm, I'm never threatening, but sometimes my voice goes roar. Mm-hmm. And I've realized through therapy that there's tools to not do that. And I actively, this was when I got back from Hawaii, I started working on that as well. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, because it also filters into some of our communication issues for sure when I, you know, the way I say things, the, the, the tone or the volume.
0: I have a huge issue with my tone and I don't even realize I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. So like you'll verbatim right. repeat something back to me in the tone that you heard it in. And I'm like, there's no way I said it in that tone. Mm-hmm. Um, like I genuinely don't hear it that way. Yeah. So that's been something that I've had to really work on, like yeah. really being conscious of, Not only the way I sit, the way things come out, even if I don't mean them that way, like if they come out that way and someone hears them that way, I have to take responsibility for that. Right. But also being accepting that the tone isn't working, isn't feeling good to someone else. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, I'm man enough to stand up and say, Hey, what was working before is not working anymore. Mm -hmm. How do I rectify it? How do I change that? How do I evolve? How do I progress through that? You know, of course, you get into situations with especially your ex, if you if you have an ex, uh, just as I I do with my ex where, you know, there's times where it's they're infuriating or whatever it is that's doing. And I, I, I would always let that eat at me Mm -hmm. and. Oh, it even happens with you sometimes. And, and I would let it eat at me and then lash out. Mm-hmm. And I think the lesson that I'm learning and the tools that I'm sharpening is to remove yourself from the situation if you can, to actually like process it and give it some breath. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been actively doing it, and it's been night and day different. Um, you and I don't get into those things as much as my ex and I do.
0: I, I, few and far between. I mean, it's like few, I can few and maybe far. count them on one hand.
1: Yeah. Whereas, as you know, my ex and I, uh, it, it happens, a, you know, a lot well, more yeah, often. Yeah, but thats I mean, just, you know, raising a kid together, and there's well, a lot of and that.
0: it's your fucking ex. Like I right. can't imagine she's having, an ex for a reason. Having to co-parent with someone, and I know yeah. a lot of people that listen to the show struggle with co-parenting with a narcissist, not that your ex is obviously, but um, you know, that's really fucking difficult. I cannot imagine.
1: Well, co-parenting.
0: Just in general. In general is
1: is unbelievably difficult. It is so difficult because now, not only are you concerned about the one life, but you're leading different lives. Right. Oh, it's, it's, it's difficult, but to give credit to my ex, She's a great friend and she is a great mother and I'm, I'm happy to be doing it with her when we, you know, it's right back to the the therapy. If I can sharpen some of those tools, which I have been, Mm -hmm. I've been noticing that we uh, have been getting along much better. Yeah. And right there is me taking accountability for my actions and trying to progress through it and fix it.
0: Yeah. And I think it also needs to be pointed out that we are very lucky in the dynamic that we have. Your ex has been really open to and accepting of me. um, And we're kind of all able to have a a friendship dynamic. I know a lot of people don't have that and Mm -hmm. it, it becomes so much more difficult when you're fighting an uphill battle with people and people aren't on the same team. So I think we're really lucky in that sense. Um-
1: Hugely lucky. I mean, listen, I don't want to stop you, but I don't want to go through life being negative or having bad blood with anybody, let alone my ex, especially. And I'm friends with all, most of my exes. You know, like I don't, I don't think that's what we're here to do. Yeah. In life is to fucking have bad blood with people or. You know, it's just, it, there's not enough time. Again, zoom out. Yeah, Like, what the hell? We're on this fucking rock floating through space. <laughs> like, w- I'm going to, like, get into a fight with somebody, my ex, and never want to talk to her again. I mean, I get it. Some shit has been done in other relationships, and it's like, no, you hurt me. I don't want to talk to you ever again.
0: Right.
1: I see that. I understand that. Thank God that's not the case with my ex and I. Yeah. Because it makes co-parenting much easier.
0: And it's still hard. And it's still hard. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think another really, really important thing to talk about when we're reviewing the elements of a healthy relationship are, and this is not just a romantic relationship, I think this is any fucking relationship, are boundaries and respect of the boundaries and being able to state your boundaries. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And uphold them.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. We did an episode in season two on.
1: I have a problem with that.
0: Ba- on which part?
1: I, setting boundaries.
0: Yeah, I do too. That's I, where I, I have I, a problem. I, do. I don't have a problem respecting people's boundaries. I have no problem setting them boundaries. I myself. do. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> we,
1: we both have that issue. Yeah. Okay. Go uh, on, sorry, I just continue. had to, I got, I, got, I got caught in like self-reflection.
0: Well, and when we did the episode with Terry Cole in season two about boundaries, she was like, well, you're a high-functioning codependent, Gabrielle. I don't know if you knew. And then she like described what that was to me, <gasps> basically Ooh. saying, you know, it's when you always feel like you have to fix or remedy the problem right away. If someone else comes to you with a problem, you have to like figure out a way to fix and remedy it for them. Um, and you like, don't know when to say no. And I was like, oh, yeah, ding, ding, ding. And then I called my mom and I was like, hey, by the way, we're high functioning codependents. She's <laughs> like, yep, sure as yeah. shit, we are. Um, and I think.
1: She's no, she's like, <laughs> I already knew that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> she's like, even more up there. Um, but I think it, it really is important to look at things like that and, and figure mm-hmm. out, I'm still working on it. I'm not great at setting boundaries mostly with myself mm-hmm. like
1: oh well i can attest to that yeah i
0: you're... mean there's days where you look at me and you're like i i don't know the last time you put your phone down for more than yeah a half hour well it's Granted, interesting it's for work yeah
1: i mean you, like, you're balancing right now uh, like
0: i'm i'm balancing and failing i'm falling
1: <laughs> no I'm, I'm failing at the balance shit. of life
0: guys um <laughs> no but it's a it's a it's a juggling act, and you have to figure it out. But I think in a relationship dynamic, it's so important to be like: this is a boundary for me; this is not to be crossed. Um, people, yeah. you know, have read about this in the ridiculous misadventures. <clears throat> I have in a trigger with alcohol mm-hmm. because of my family history, um, because of things that have happened with you and I that yeah. they read about. That's a hard fucking boundary for me. Yeah, not to be crossed. Right. Um,
1: and it's my duty as many times as as i've failed that duty well a couple you know not many but it's my duty to understand that trigger in you yeah and not only to understand it see i think this is like where the problem happens it's like oh oh that's your trigger i i, I got it but nobody everybody everybody can understand it but nobody actually does anything to help it right you know um I'm really trying to do that. Every time we go out, I talk to you. I'm trying to like be very open about that because I know that's a trigger. Again, it's back to the respect thing. Yeah. Like I don't want to see you fucking suffer. Yeah. I, even though I'm having a good time and I don't think I'm getting too wild or whatever, I, it, if it's giving you a sour face or a sour spirit, like I don't want to have anything to do with that. Um, I'd rather just not even do that. Yeah. But then that's where we get into our whole communication. And, and we're working through that. And I think we're doing quite good, actually. I do, too. Yeah.
0: I'll just give ourselves a little pat on the back. For yeah. You. Um, <laughs> cheers. What do you, cheers, clinky. <laughs> Um, What do you think is one of your boundaries in a, I guess, in a relationship or in <clears throat> life? Mm.
1: Um, you know, what? I guess, I don't know. <laughs> like I don't that's maybe the problem. Mm. I don't I've never set boundaries up. I um I have a group of friends, right? My my bo- the boards, my yeah. my best boyfriends that are from tw- we were best friends since kindergarten. Mm-hmm. Um
0: actually really cute you guys like have a group chat you facetime every friday it's, yeah like, kind of ridiculous yeah and it's amazing of the relationships but it's fine
1: <laughs> <laughs> and there's like eight of us and i don't even have boundary i just like sometimes my boundary will just be me kind of backing off mm-hmm. me setting my own boundary but i i don't think i've ever told anybody hey don't do this I, i guess i don't know that's a kind that's, of
0: a, that's an interesting thing to look at yeah
1: it anymore. really is <laughs> i, I mean, can I, I could have some work boundaries i could tell you that right i, I, I could set could. some work boundaries
0: and i think boundaries are separate from triggers i think triggers are what yeah. exist in you and then you set the boundaries to protect to those. protect it yeah um yeah that's an interesting thing that you can't list any boundaries
1: what are some of yours well the drinking yeah.
0: Um, and like feeling comfortable around that, and having like a hard line that we don't cross. Yeah. For that. Oh, I got it. Okay.
1: <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Uh, I have a hard line with being told to calm down.
0: Yes, you do.
1: That. that and that's that.
0: that's a perfect example of <laughs> that, that one when is. we've been <laughs> frustrated with each other, and you've said something, and I've been like, "Oh my god, calm down!" I don't mean it. In yeah, this, no, I like, know knife in your side, No, that, right? that... But that, it triggers you so bad. Yeah, but
1: even that isn't as bad that what you just described, that example, isn't even as bad as if you came up to me or somebody came up to me randomly uh, and said, hey, I need you to calm down or...
0: Where does that come from? Uh,
1: that comes from, I think, my childhood probably un... subconscious, subconscious, you know, uh, being told to calm down. I was a hyper kid. I mean, you know, I was like a freaking banshee, like, like (laughs) (laughs) constantly entertaining. I mean, the famous story is we would go, my mom and my aunt, when they got together, they'd have some wine and they would at four in the morning, wake me up and go to Denny's. (laughs) And we, this would happen a lot and we would go and have pancakes i
0: don't know if that's cute or toxic or it probably all,
1: all of a the lot above. of oh yeah all <laughs> of the above a lot of the above um and then i would get on the table and start dancing for the whole fucking restaurant oh so God. i think it just that energy was inside of me and then when anybody told me calm down or whatever when i was like being subdued yeah i it it, it that's that's the only thing that I'm like I get really upset with.
0: Yeah, that's a big one, and yeah. I've I've unfortunately stumbled and on
1: the receiving that the end of bear that. trap, yeah. um,
0: unbeknownst to me, um, but I'm very aware of it now because that's something you say when you're arguing or I like know it
1: is. That yeah. doesn't
0: seem like it's this giant. Gun no, shot and you're really
1: person. good though. You're really good about you. Once I told you, and I remember telling you, you're like, oh. Yeah. Then, then it, you you're really good about that. Um. Also, tone mm-hmm. and respect.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. Although I cross my own lines sometimes, but like I, I'm very big into like respect and tone. Yeah. And I think that's why sometimes you tr- I get triggered by you because yeah. you know. But uh, yeah.
0: So let's talk about a video that I posted a while ago. Oh, here we go. We're not going to get into all the fucking. I mean, we could oh talk for days my about God. The, uh, the comments that come in on some of these uh, <laughs> viral videos that are just like, make you wonder, you know, <laughs> who raised some of these men on this planet, but I posted a video that was, uh, it was like a trend on TikTok, and it was basically, you and I having a conversation, you weren't in the video, but I was acting out both parts, and it was me saying this is one of the biggest weeks of my life. I am so overwhelmed. Can we just, I'm really tired. Can we not have sex tonight? And Oh, I thought you, I no, thought no, no, you were, we're gonna right. Into that later. <laughs> and you responded, yeah, let's just like take sex off the table for this week. Like if it happens, it happens, but like, don't feel like you need to. Mm-hmm. And so many women in that comment section related and resonated with that. They were like, oh my God, you know, Well, let me finish. So at the end of the video, I responded to that, realizing that I, in my marriage, always felt like that was a duty and that I had to and was Mm -hmm. guilted into it if I didn't want to or if I was tired. And so many women in that comment section were like, oh my God, this just smacked me like a fucking freight train. right?" Because so many times... It's like, yes, I'm tired, or yes, I'm exhausted, but then your partner makes you feel guilty, and like, you're like, okay, fine, whatever, I'll just do it anyways. And that's so wrong on so many different God, levels, and like, so... should be so grimy for the other person on the receiving end of it. Right. But the men in that fucking comment section, first of all, I always bring out the triggered men with my videos. Like, it's, right. it's just it's what the content does, I guess. Oh, it's like, why I
1: try to stay away from some yeah. of your comments, well, the comments, you should. Um,
0: but it was like, <laughs> that's, that's ridiculous. That's why your marriage failed. He's fucking someone else. Like yeah. if he's, if he's taking it off the table for a week, he's getting it here, here and here. You should fucking like, be careful. Why aren't you sucking more dick? Da, 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 da. Like just atrocious. Yeah. I could almost, devaluing disgusting I, could
1: almost I could almost classify the problem as being systemic. Right, You know, like, there's fucking cockroaches all over the world. You'll never get rid of all of them. Mm-hmm. So, like, that, yeah, and I mean, that's such a shame. Yeah, But whatever, sorry.
0: So, but it was such a learning lesson for me because I remember seeing those comments and still knowing you, knowing your heart, knowing your soul, knowing your needs, and being very open about, our sexual relationships and and communicating around that and knowing that we were fine mm-hmm. and still seeing all those comments because of what I went through with my ex husband was like, oh my God, I feel like I need to go get naked and jump his bones right now. Mm. Because like, what if he is feeling like this? And what if it is too long? And what if it is, you know, da 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 da. Because I had been so trained in my marriage. To be like, if you don't have sex once every three days, like mm-hmm. e- clearly he's cheating
1: that's yeah, well,
0: and it became like a fucking job like to put on the clearly list. clearly
1: he was cheating,
0: right, right, well, but that <laughs> that's what I mean, like that reinforced that belief,
1: yeah, of course it did, so
0: now it's like now that I'm with someone that i don't really that I don't want to lose at all and I don't want to be yeah. cheating, I'm like, well, fuck, you know what what do I have to do to make sure i'm performing enough in that area which is should never be an added pressure onto a human
1: right well what did we do we went to therapy right i mean there you go well no Um, first
0: of all we we spent the week you you told me that about that and then we ended up having sex a few days later but it was the point that you were conscious enough of my feelings and my needs To say like just take the fucking pressure off, Gabrielle. It's fine.
1: Yeah. Again, because I because I I what I'm what I'm here to do, what I want what fulfills me is to see you smiling. So if I see you stressed out and God forbid it's being stressed out because like you're not feeling sexual that week or whatever or you're stressed because of work, yeah. It then take it off the table. I, I don't see, I don't need to, because, well, first of all, I also kind of want to have sex with somebody who's totally into it, right? Right, like,
0: which should kind of be the, the point of, yeah. it, of the act in the yeah, first place. totally.
1: Um, you know, I think that sex is a very individual thing. Uh, obviously not. It's a couple thing. But individually, you Everybody has different traumas, different triggers, different, some subconscious and some very conscious and some very recent and some very, you know, so look, it's respect again, this whole fucking episode, it comes back to respect. Mm -hmm. I got to respect. I I, I don't have to, I choose to respect what you're going through and your journey just as much as mine. It's not, it's again, not your world and everybody living in it or vice versa. Yeah. We're, we're walking hand in hand. Yeah. So I have to respect what you're going through. And um, I also think that sex is kind of a big deal. Mm-hmm. It's it's not just like, a, um, oh, I, I don't like when you do this. Can you not do this with something else? It, sex is like, dude, it takes energy and takes a feeling, mm-hmm. you know? And if you don't have that feeling at the moment and the other person does, it should be totally acceptable to be like, God, I'm not really into it. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I, I
0: don't think you understand how refreshing it's going to be for so many women listening to hear a man say that. Because I can speak for myself and I know a lot of people listening will resonate with this. The majority of of men that I have been intimate with in my life do not subscribe to that idea
1: and that's a shame i agree that's a shame and i'm not going to take anything away from anybody but that is only not only harboring just negativity but you're not respecting your partner you're if they are partners, I mean, we're talking, that's, I'm talking about partnerships and sex. Um, You're not respecting your partner. You're not, you're there for yourself. Yeah. And that's very selfish and narcissistic. Mm. Extremely.
0: And I think, you know, so many people that listen to the show and have read the books are always asking what What are the red flags? What should I be looking out Mm. for? And I don't think it comes to what should I be looking out for. I think it it becomes what are non-negotiables. And the biggest one for me is if someone can't sit down and have an honest conversation and know how to communicate so that you can work through the shit that will inevitably come up that you can't work with. There's no starting line. If someone's not willing to communicate, not willing to go to therapy, not willing to look at their own shit and put in the work what is the point of trying to force a relationship and just pray that nothing goes wrong? Right. You don't have the tools to fix no, it. It does.
1: Because we already established at the beginning that it's going to go wrong. Right. There's no way it's not it. Every relationship goes wrong and it's they who work through it to progress through it that make it Yeah, through that problem. Right. Oh my God. How many problems are we going to face? Yeah. Thousands. It's fucking life. That's yeah. the whole point. Um, yeah, that's a non-negotiable. Who wants? To, that's a non-negotiable for even being friends.
0: No, one hundred percent relationship umbrella in general.
1: Yeah, like why would you want to be friends with somebody like that? That doesn't want to progress. Yeah, that thinks their shit doesn't stink all the time. Like, yes. dude, I I don't understand people like that. Um, and I think they're so they're they're protecting themselves.
0: Sure. I think everybody's actions in life, whether it's conscious or subconscious, is to protect some type of trauma, some type of fear, some type of feeling that they have within. Does that make it right or healthy? Absolutely not. I think that... It's that's a fact yeah. in my book. Go to th- go to therapy. Go to therapy. Talk that's, about it. that's the through line of the episode. Go to therapy. Hey, and- I
1: have an idea. Go talk to somebody about it. But before we get move on, I, I have to say about the sex thing, going back one. Um, you know, another interesting thing about sex in general is this whole honeymoon phase yeah. of relationships. Mm-hmm. You can't you almost can't judge a relationship's longevity. Um, unless they've been together for at least a year, Mm. in my opinion. And it's a kind of a, my opinion's being formulated, well, right now. Um, (laughs) Because that honeymoon phase is really not real. Mm. I mean, it's beautiful and it's fun and it's fucking epic and great. And some last longer than others and da, 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 da. But like sex twice a day for for months on end, it, 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 it's, it's, it, it's going to end.
0: It's not sustainable.
1: It's not sustainable. <laughs> somebody eventually is going to be like, not into it. Or I'm, you know, like that ends. And then next thing you know, you're living with somebody or in a heavy relationship with somebody that now all of a sudden that ended. I have to say that this is the most clear i've been when it comes to in a relationship when it comes to the honeymoon phase ending mm-hmm. and how are you going to progress through that you and i are essentially best friends mm-hmm. i you are my bestest friend out there like i i want to be silent with you just as much as i want to go out and dance with you like and i think that if you can find somebody to get through the honeymoon phase with and be super genuinely content well then that's that's where i think
0: i agree and i think this is the first relationship i've been in where i'm happier now than i was in the honeymoon stage
1: oh right <laughs> yeah you're that's that's a great great thing me too
0: yeah
1: like I, this is real right And I've been in many honeymoon. Phases within our relationships, as a view, you. Yeah. you know, we've countless—well, yeah. not countless, but a lot—and yeah, they ebb and flow, and they ebb and 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 they're all great because it's like, oh my god, this new person. I'm like, oh yeah, I think I'm in love. Like that's the ongoing joke with me. I don't know if you knew that.
0: Yeah,
1: I do. The <laughs> all the boards, all my best friends are like, oh, is this, this this is the one, right, Tay? <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, oh god, how but many? really, but really, but really, I swear, this one, guys. Um, you know,
0: so a couple. Months ago, I posted um, a video.
1: Oh, and here we go of you. <laughs>
0: I kind of ambushed you to not kind of. I fully ambushed you to be fair.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: but we were doing a giveaway, and I had a, a a quiz on my Instagram stories for readers to take to enter the giveaway, and it was all around questions about book two, and you came home. <laughs> And you were on the couch and I... Was From like, a very
1: long, stressful day of work.
0: Yes. And you were maybe... Maybe.
1: <laughs> oh, there's nothing... There's no maybe about it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, well,
1: let's just say I, I relieved the pressure.
0: All right. You were a little baked. Oh, yeah. Well, Is that... Yeah. Did I just age myself? Baked? Like, do we say that anymore? Not, <laughs> I don't I'm know, not, but I do. I'm not a weed person. Uh, um, so...
1: I was relaxed.
0: Yeah. Um, and... I handed you your phone and was like, here you go. Take the fucking quiz. Oh my God. You're like a big fan of quizzes. Yeah. But like totally took you off guard, totally unprepared. But like, it was probably everybody's favorite video that I've ever posted (laughs) because it was so genuine and fucking hilarious. And I go back and watch Uh, it whenever I just want to like giggle. Um, but did you read book two?
1: <laughs> oh, I knew that was going to be your first question. So, regarding reading book two, look, I'm going to be honest with you. I read cover to cover, but I read it within the period of six hours <laughs> over the course of a day.
0: With like three blackouts. In the <laughs> yeah,
1: three. Yeah, more like five. Um, yeah, I read it. Of I'm course, kidding. I read it. I know uh, you uh, but it posed the question when the quiz happened, like, fuck, did I read it? Right. Like, because I, I genuinely was answering those questions, some of those questions wrong. Yeah. I'm like, wait. This yeah, is I'm, like
0: literally my life. <laughs> yeah, literally my <laughs> life. Um, um, so let me give you a, an opportunity.
1: <gasps> <gasps> oh my God.
0: To re-answer some of the questions you got wrong.
1: Holy shit, okay. Because <laughs> um, I haven't watched the video many, many times. Yeah. Okay. Come
0: on. What amount of time was the second book over? So from the start of book two to the end, how many years was it?
1: Okay, so to give me some credit, I know that it is a little bit longer, the real life version no. than the book version. No,
0: Taymor? <laughs> no, from the time I... Got Holy home from shit. Europe to the time that I came home from Asia. How long of a time span was time that? Time
1: you got from Europe to the time you came home from Asia. What are my options? Give me A B C. Okay.
0: <laughs> one year, a year and a half, two years, three years.
1: Fucking I think I answered uh I think I answered one and a half and it's two, but I think I'm gonna go with the answer is one and a half. <laughs> It's two. Oh my god!
0: You literally just said the right one and then backpedaled, dude. Yeah. Fucking have some faith in yourself.
1: Two okay. years. Um From the time you got back from Europe to the time you got back from yeah, okay.
0: two years. How many days was I at Bali Silent Retreat? <sighs> Ten days, three days, five days, seven days.
1: Three days. Yes. Thank God. I was about to go to five again.
0: Oh my God. What did I say in the quiz? I don't know. I think you changed it like three times and then you tried to cheat and still got it wrong.
1: Oh my God. All
0: right. I won't put you through anymore. Um, okay. Hell. Thank you for being here, baby. I love you so much.
1: I love you. You're... I had some questions for you. Oh. Yeah, but we can do save them.
0: Well, why don't we save them for happy hour for tonight's episode of happy hour?
1: Okay. Am right. I in on that?
0: Yeah, yeah, the guest does happy hour the night of the podcast. I mean, no shit? Every Wednesday.
1: Baby, you didn't tell me that.
0: What do you mean? Why? Because you haven't been a guest for so long? You know that every Wednesday we do a happy hour and I go in and I have to like get on IG Live and talk to people. Yeah, I know the happy yeah, hour. The I didn't know I'm on there. Yeah, you're the guest, babe.
1: Oh my God, I'm busy. Just.
0: <laughs> I'm dead. I love you. I love you too, can babe. Can you tell everybody where they can go uh, stalk your shit and I mean that? In a very real way, because literally there are things that get posted in the Facebook group of like episodes of your criminal minds and like random things that people find. Didn't on they YouTube.
1: find the, um, the, the the blooper, outtakes, the outtakes of, of the, one of the commercials? commercials. It, oh, Which my is God. like my favorite video of all time. Um, um,
0: yeah. So please allow people to at least stalk you in an appropriate way on social media.
1: Taymor Ghazi.
0: Yeah.
1: Instagram. Hey. Hey, ho. I love it. you. I love you. I love you more. Uh, questionable. No. Yeah, it's questionable.
0: Yeah, you're right. You probably do love me a little um, more.
1: Thanks for having me. Let's do this again. Okay, I love you. <laughs> Bye.
0: I want to thank Tay for coming on and being open and vulnerable and helping me share our relationship with you guys and to really talk openly about what it takes to have a successful healthy relationship and be transparent about the fact that it's not always fucking easy but it is definitely fucking worth it as always make sure you guys are subscribed so you never miss an episode keep up with us on instagram at fml talk podcast if you are not hanging out with us on patreon you can do that at patreon.com slash fml talk or check us out on youtube or bespoke tv I love you guys so much and as always, have a self-love cocktail on me. I will see you next week. Cheers.
1: Welcome to As a Woman: Fertility Hormones and Beyond. I'm your host, Dr. Natalie Crawford and I am a fertility physician and co-founder of Fora Fertility in Austin, Texas. We will talk about a wide range of topics, including the menstrual cycle, your hormones, infertility, IVF, mental health, and well, beyond. So join us and become part of the community of collaboration that amplifies others as a woman.
0: This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.